Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming to you live for the Build 4 Top Studio Boomer Size and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Wednesday morning. Boomer is out in Las Vegas. He is scouting the site of Super Bowl 58. That means Jerry is in for Boomer today and tomorrow. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? What's up, man? How are you, How are you doing? I- I'm doing well. I- we did have to survive a barrage of bored Boomer Esiason Text. I didn't get those. Oh, you weren't on that thread. No, that's the. Oh uh, my god, Android. See ya. That's right. I thought <laughs> I thought you were at least on one of them. We were on the one where he sent the weather. I woke up to that. Oh, yeah. okay. Right. I didn't so see that. He said that. So he is out there doing the Super Bowl's greatest commercials, which he does every year, and he has a lot of fun doing that. And we'll be recording that tonight yeah. with Daniela Rua from NCIS oh, Los Angeles. Oh, that is correct. Who has been his uh, partner there for, uh, for many years now. Um, so I just had a feeling that he was probably by himself for most of the day yeah. yesterday. And with Boomer, he needs to be, you know, stuff has to be going on. Mm-hmm. He can't just sort of relax and do nothing. So he's, of course, scrolling and sending us stuff and me and Al just an Instagram reel after Instagram <laughs> reel after Instagram reel. And then he sends the weather forecast yes. to me, you and Al, whoever else. And then I get a phone call. Really? I got a Boomer Esiason phone what call. What time was this at? 8.30 Eastern Time. He's in his hotel doing nothing. I'm sitting at home. I'm, I'm watching TV. I'm watching the Knicks. And he called. And I'm like, what's he calling about? Because there's no other rich people around. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts talking sports. Really? We're doing the show last night at 8.30. Mm. He's going on. Ben Johnson. He's talking Knicks. He's talking weather. I, we I, did an hour last night. I'm thinking Casamigos and boredom. <laughs> That's exactly what yes, it was. Absolutely. I don't even know if it was Casamigos. I think it was just straight up boredom. Yeah. But we talked. It was nice to hear from him. It wasn't, I wasn't mad that he called. just surprised him. Usually he's got something better going on than calling me. In Las Vegas. Right. He's in Las Vegas <laughs> after we did four hours earlier yeah. in the day. He missed you. That's probably what it was. I was yeah. kind of feeling like that. Mm. He's, he's throwing all this stuff at me. And also, I think, which we'll get to later, that whole Ben Johnson thing where he mm-hmm. said it was a lock and it wasn't a lock. He wanted to want to talk about that, you know, and say, hey, you know, I know I was getting some crap about that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, So I think he wanted to get that off his chest a little bit. Mm. Um, but, yeah. But, I mean, listen, I, I everybody I work with, I really like a lot. But if I am in Las Vegas in a hotel room, <laughs> the only people I'm calling that week will be my family right. to check in. I'm not calling you guys. Yeah, you call Billy Jockalone. 
here, Billy. What's going on, man? What do you think about this Mikhail Bridges potential trade? <laughs> right, exactly. Billy, I'm laying in my hotel in Las Vegas thinking about you mm. and basketball. That seems problematic. Uh, yeah, but anyway, he'll have a busier day today. And then, he, so he he's out there. He films this thing. I guess it's like six hours. They start filming at 6 p.m. Vegas time and then go all the way till midnight Vegas time. So, which is 3 a.m. here. Yeah, sure. And then he goes back and falls asleep and gets up, gets on a plane, comes back, does a Friday show here. He said he plays hockey Saturday and then gets on the plane with us back out to Vegas on Sunday. He's a busy man. But it's not surprising. Not too well. He needed he needed companionship yeah. yesterday. No, I know. No, and I felt I was I was happy about it. I was I was happy to to choose some clock for him. Uh, but yes, basketball is in a in an amazing place right now. One of the topics Boomer and I talked about last night for the Knicks fan, and it's 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 really sad in a way for me because as much as I'm enjoying what is a regular season, I understand regular season basketball doesn't mean a lot, especially mm. for the good teams, but it means a ton for the Knicks fan right now because they haven't experienced a lot of this. But I'm having a tough time really enjoying it because now I'm starting to get nervous. Why? Why? This is a really good team. Why am I getting nervous? I'll tell you why. Because finally, they've got expectations. Yeah. And all these other years. So, like, even last year, the expectations weren't high. You knew they were building. It was a great year with Jalen Brunson. That COVID year with Julius Randle, prior to that terrible Kemba Walker-Evan Fournier offseason. But that first one, that COVID year, with the MVP chance, there were no fans in the stands. They go to the playoffs. It ended disappointing against the Hawks, but it gave us something in a postseason that you hadn't really experienced in a while. Now, like I'm seeing number one, number two, and NBA insider power rankings. I'm seeing them blow teams out without two of their best players. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing Jalen Brunson in MVP conversations. I I mean, I I, I don't. And all warranted. All of it. And I don't know what to do about it. Enjoy it. That's what you do with it. It's tough You enjoy it. And then what happens in June or May happens. But I'll tell you this, watching them last night and uh, a lot of the second half this morning, it's just a well-put-together team. And, you know, it's funny. I think I was doing the show. I think I was filling in for both of you guys, actually, when the trade was made for OG Ananobi. And I know he didn't play the last couple of days. But I remember thinking, good player, no doubt. But, man, as as much as people couldn't stand quickly or Barrett here, I'm thinking, how are they going to replace 35 points a game? And not only have they replaced it, they've become a, a better fit of a team. And you watched last night. Here are the things I took away from last night. No Ananobi, no Julius Randle, and yet still it's cohesive. Still they defend in spurts. I'm not going to say they're a great, they're not a great defensive team, but they're good. And in this day and age in the NBA where teams don't defend, they're one of the better defensive teams. They had five turnovers last night. I don't think any in the third quarter, maybe one, five for for the game. And I'm not saying that's going to be every game, but when you cannot turn the ball over, when you've got a assassin from the three-point line in this Dante DiVincenzo, I know last night was a career night, but he can flat out shoot it from the outside. When you've got Jalen Brunson, and then you're going to get Randall back, you're going to get Ananobi back, you've got Joel Embiid now with a uh, a bum knee, apparently, well, as he I mean, came out of that game again last night. Him and Giancarlo when, Stanton are, are essentially like the same guy now where you can count on an injury. Not the sense that like Stanton's been disappointing. Obviously, MV, uh, Embiid won the MVP. But from the standpoint of you know an injury is coming. For sure. It's a lock every single and that's And that's a problem for them right now. So yeah. all of a sudden, you look in the standings, the Knicks have passed the Sixers by a game. The one team that would bother me, I know most people will say Boston, and I get that. All good. I Fox. understand. I understand. Giannis bothers me. 
That's the one thing that if he gets going, I don't know how the Knicks stop him. Yeah. That having been, especially especially where the game's officiated, if he goes to the free throw line 30 times in a playoff game. I tell you how they stop him. The Bucks did it for the Knicks already. They hired one of the worst postseason coaches we've ever seen <laughs> in Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers will stop Maybe. them for the Knicks. Maybe that's it. I don't know. All I know is I look at this Knicks team and I thought Ananobi would be a nice addition. I didn't think it would have the effect it's had. And you look at them, and yes, they are the best team in the NBA since he's gotten here. I think it's 14-2 and two in their last 16, eight straight. And th- you know what they do well, too, which is not easy to, to accomplish. What are they, 21-0 and 0 against, you know, sub-500 teams? teams, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. even the best teams in the league don't do that. So they're taking care of business. Yes, we got to see them against good teams, but we have. We saw them annihilate Denver on the back end of their road trip. We've seen them go to Philly and just clobber the Sixers. Enjoy it. I'm telling you, enjoy it. And whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I know, but this this is the problem. All right, and I'm not saying that it's right. I, I wish they didn't have this mentality. But growing up rooting for the four major teams that I have rooted for my entire life, that is the Mets, that is the Knicks, that is the Minnesota Vikings, and that is St. John's basketball. Also, growing up in this area, like most of us have, when things are going well with things like this, I'm not talking big life things like you're healthy and all of a sudden you, the piano falls on your head or something like that. I'm not talking about that. that I'm suck. talking about like like everyday things. Like when things yeah. are going well with your sports teams, things are going well with the commute Things are going well with your car. Then all of a sudden you hit a pothole and the tire blows out. Mm-hmm. Or you're flying home that day and then bang, there's a four-car accident on the LIE. Everything spills over. It takes you two hours to get home. Or you're going through the winter and everything is fine until you get that overnight two-foot snowstorm and you have to stay in a hotel. So, like, there's just things. So, when you, like, things are going well, and, and this is just a product of my environment, is that I am expecting disaster and now you got julius randall's injury yep which everybody's okay with right now and they feel like it's gonna be weeks instead of months whatever but still that's a that's an injury right he could come back and not be the same player exactly for sure and everybody's just thrilled with the way that that they've played without him but that's not going to be sustainable in the postseason they need the guy as much as we've we've crushed him in the last few postseasons how bad he's been they need the guy and then ananobi i'm not i'm not as worried about but i just so now you know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Jalen Brunson's got to stay healthy. That's the thing I'm waiting for next. So it's funny you bring that up because the game last night, you could make the He's on the floor in the final couple minutes of that game. Yeah, and I was, literally, I was honestly thinking about you, about these, these games over. Why are they still on the floor? And he's out there in a 17-point game. That team, they were done. They just want to go the hell home. They weren't looking to, to come back in that game in, in the last quarter, in the last five minutes. And boy, get him off the floor. Yeah, I know. He was still out there. But I, I would be a terrible NBA head coach because of well, just not knowing basketball like head coach. That would, yeah, that's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> yep. From from another standpoint, is I would if I were Tom Thibodeau right now, I would be so scared to play those guys, especially after the Randall and Ananobi injuries. Like I'd have Jalen Brunson in bubble wrap. I'd have him go out there for like three minutes each quarter. And then <laughs> no, just you can't down. do that. And then like if they're losing the game, <laughs> yeah. then they're like throwing back out there for a little it bit, doesn't win the work game, that and way. sit back on the bench. I, I mean, this is because it feels like <laughs> mm. it feels like an opportunity now and like a real opportunity. 
opportunity. Not like one of these, hey, it'll be cute if they win a couple rounds in the playoffs. Like, really, they do have a shot to make it to the NBA Finals. I agree. You can feel the momentum building. And it's nuts. Mm-hmm. And like, and I just, I, 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 Nick fans all over the world have not had that feeling in so long. And and I and I wish I could. And I'm enjoying watching the games, and I'm enjoying the fact that I expect them to win, and they're winning. But now that like I've gotten over that part of it, I'm thinking like, what is going to be the thing that that rips my heart out? That's going to give me the feeling like I had when when Reggie Miller would hit that three and beat the Knicks in a playoff series, when Michael Jordan had the ball in his hands. I remember being a kid and yelling, "No!" every time he got the ball, "No!" and he would always score. Uh, or you know, even even more recently, Jimmy Butler last year and seeing him be the assassin that he was. I mean, it's just... Well, how about the fact that maybe you've got the best player on the floor now? How about that? How about Jalen Brunson arguably could be the best player on the floor in any given game? Yeah, I mean, and I can't argue with any of that. It's just, it's the unforeseen. That's the thing. Listen. I I just can't, I can't deal with it. I I get it. I can't deal with with success with my teams because I know... But then there's no answer for you then because then the the easy answer. They gotta do it! Exactly. That's the only thing! But then you're gonna be so nervous to watch a game seven, why even turn it on then? Because you're gonna be worried about failing than having them win. Like, if this is the case, then don't watch any of this and turn it on when we get to the 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 NBA Finals. Uh, Just enjoy it. I can't do that. They're giving you right now... (laughs) I know. They're giving you right now some of the best consistent basketball they've played in... I know, was it 15 with Carmelo? 50-something wins? Yeah. That was a great regular season for sure. I'm not can't argue that. Jeremy Lin gave you a three-week window, which was... I mean, had turned the, uh, the, the city on fire in terms of sports... But for the most part, consistently now, this group over the last couple of years, and they've gotten better each step of the way, they've given you some... I know we. I have fun with Boomer about it. They're really good, though, and they're consistent. They're well... Yeah. Yes, the Knicks are well run. They've got a good coach in place, and they've got players that fit. And there's something about these guys knowing one another that... And there was a pass last night. I didn't even know he had it in him. Josh Hart made a pass to Hartenstein. I'm like... Where'd that come from? Well, I mean, how? I mean, how, where did Dante DiVincenzo being the leading scorer and taking over a game offensively come sure. from? I mean, well, I mean you like, knew he could shoot. You just didn't like, know at that level like last night. <laughs> I, I know it's a, it's insane, but I, I just don't. I don't think. And everything you're saying, I'm not arguing with, and that that's what makes me nervous about. It. I just don't think that my brain at this point in my life it's it's been 41 years of seeing my teams across sports just. Blow it. I understand. And I, I don't think I can ever believe until I see one of them do it. And and I think that's the same for every Knicks, Mets, I'll throw the Jets in there. Uh, anybody who roots for those teams, that's just, that's just the way you're conditioned. Now, if I were a Patriots fan, I, I would believe it. So, yeah. I were a Lakers fan. I were a Celtics fan. I, you know what I'm saying? Like then, I would believe that it's possible. I'll say it the same way. I continue to say it. The Red Sox won three World Series in a very short span after decades and decades and decades of heartbreak, and the Cubs won a World Series. Yeah, it happens. You just you got to have the right mix, the right players, the right you know organizational set in place, and I th- I really think they have, and I think. The idea of them winning an NBA championship. Now, we keep talking about the NBA Finals, and I'm talking about Giannis. And even even if Embiid is healthy, uh, I don't know how they're slowing him down because I feel like he. not only does he get to the line, 
That guy shoots 85% of the free throw line. You so know, he goes to the line 25 times a game, you're in trouble. The bigger question would be, if you got there, Denver. Oh, that that to but, me but, uh, is the right, biggest roadblock. I mean, obviously, <laughs> like getting to an NBA final. But this is one of those things where I actually, as devastating as it would be to, to lose an NBA finals, feel like you could win a championship. If, if this group got to an NBA finals, it got out of the Eastern Conference and then lost to a team that was on the way to a dynasty and probably the best player in basketball. Like I would take that this year. Yeah. I would, of course, and all of us would. Um, but. I'm not even as worried for whatever reason, and I know that the Knicks have matched up well with the Celtics, and and the, the fear shouldn't be there, maybe. But I, I don't because it's Lillard's first year there, because of this coaching drama that they have had, Doc Rivers' history in the postseason, the fact that Milwaukee has won a recent championship, and sometimes, like quite frankly, you know they're not the teams that have won one before, not as hungry to do it. Now Lillard hasn't won one; he wants that, so that'll be a thing. But I, I'm not as worried about the Bucks as you are. I'm just, I'm, I'm not. Fair I enough. I just think, as much as I say, Jalen Brunson, best player on the floor oh, in yeah, any Giannis, given game, yeah, and I think yeah. no one would argue that. I, I do think Giannis is another. I mean, another level. Yeah, I mean he, and it's because of the position. I mean, it's yeah. it's the fact and the way he gets himself to the free throw line, and um, that would concern me. But. I'm going to sit here and tell you that they've got every opportunity in front of them to go win and go win this conference and get to the NBA Finals. And that's even without making another move. And I, I see all the rumors. I don't know that they're going to make a move. I don't know that they have to make another move. All I know is what I'm watching on a night. Like, they have been, and I'm trying to think about teams that have gone on runs like this. You know when the Yankees have had these, you know, 15 and 16 game winning streaks? Mm-hmm. You feel like every night you turn them on, they're just going to win. Yep. Right now... I put a Nick game on. You expect them to win. I expect them to win expect every to win. game against anybody. Yeah, there's like a, a larger, deeper discussion about the evolution of a sports fan whose teams don't win that I think he could dive into the psychology of it. Perhaps. Like when you are when you're a kid and the, the, the athletes are your heroes and you get so much enjoyment out of that. And then, like, when it ends, you're devastated because it's a big thing in your life. But then you move on because you're like, I, you know, I got I got a million things going mm-hmm. on in my life. I'm, I'm a young person. It's going to be fine. I got all these years ahead of me. And then you hit the area where you were a few years ago where I am now, where you've, you've got young kids, you've got responsibilities, you're smack dab and trying to build a family and a life and your sports teams are there, but you got a different perspective now because you're yes. in charge of, of human life now. So like <laughs> your your perspective has has changed. Uh-huh. And if you have all these experiences when your team loses and like your life is more difficult now, you don't want that pain from them because you're like, hey, wh- why? Well, I don't want to go back there. Like it's like I, I, I've said this before. Like if you go to a mechanic and he screws up your car, you don't go back to that mechanic. But for whatever reason, when the team screws your life up, you go back to the team. So, like, I don't need that. And then I think when your kids grow up and you have, like, totally different life perspective and you're like, you know what? I got X amount of years if I'm lucky, 20, 30 years left before I die. I'm just going to enjoy whatever is here because it doesn't matter. So, like, I'm smacking the dab of that, the, the middle of I've got small children. I still love my sports teams. But, God, I don't want them to, to have this black cloud over me. Hodgkin and hemorrhoids. <laughs> I don't need that negativity in my life. So I'm afraid because I've yeah. seen everything. I've seen the Knicks in the finals. I've seen the Mets in a World Series multiple times. 
You know, I, I've seen the Vikings in championship games, not in a Super Bowl. I've seen St. John's at least in an Elite Eight. I was too young for them, uh, Final Four, you know, back with, with, with Mullen. But I've seen these things. I've just never seen the ultimate one. And that's why I'm just waiting for the, 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 the baseball bat to the back of the head. I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news. What? Yeah. But I will tell you, and I've said this, I've told this story many times. When the cow, I didn't see the Cowboys win as a kid. Remember, my first recollection was Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone. It was heartbreak. Yeah. And then it was heartbreak again the year after that and the year after that. And then the swoon came. So when they finally got good, I was, you know, with Jimmy Johnson again, uh, I was, I guess when they won, I was 18. Oh, that's perfect. We'll have. Gee, I will never forget the feeling when that game ended. Now what? Yeah. Like, how they just, how, um, 20 minutes after the game ended. Okay. I remember thinking, like, the party at my house was ending, and I'm watching the post game. I'm like, I don't get nothing. Yeah. I, like, right. it was the weirdest. It was a cool feeling. They won. They did it. Woohoo. But it was empty. It was like, huh. Don't you think it's different, though? Because, I mean, you're. I'm 18. going to Models to get a, a shirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, I know. What you um, mean. do I think it's di- because no, now, I- like you were eighteen, and now like all these years, like you are grizzled. Like I always say mm. that if if my teams win now, it it's for all those suffering years where I it was like the most important I- thing in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like I yes, like I I used to idolize Keith Hernandez, Daryl Strawberry, and then so like I'd Garno Alfonso, Mike Piazza, and like I'm not doing that with these guys. I'm not no. idolizing Pete Alonso and Jeff McNeil. So, like, if the Mets had won a World Series, it'll be like for all those years that I was the little kid who was watching Dwight Gooden pitch. You know, I get it. But so, like, that's—I feel like after the more years that you suffered with it, the more special it is. Maybe, but I'll tell you, you're not going to be on the float going down the Canyon Heroes with no, them. Of course not. I that I know. I'm telling you, it's a weird feeling. I mean, yeah. If the if the Knicks or Mets win a championship, uh, we're not going to be. In the parade, but no. they might send us to the parade if we do a possible. show in the morning, like yeah. we had to do in oh two thousand and nine. Oh, that's early. No, that was bad. I remember having to produce the the two thousand and nine Yankees parade with, show with, with Joe, Joe and Evan. I mean, those guys are totally miserable. <laughs> <They're Mets fans>. <laughs> here comes Joe Torre. Where's the Joe Girardi? Right? Yeah, it was Girardi at that point. And I just remember I was like so stressed out, and at that point I was still like like really hating the Yankees and. And I remember Spitz, Eric Spitz, a program director at the time, was like, why are you so high strung? I was like, this is the worst day of my life. That's why. <laughs> See, this is what I mean. I now get it. I'm in charge of human life. I, yes, I know. It's not Which is important. why it shouldn't bother you as much. Which is not as important. Uh, these things. Right. Uh, these, these sports things. Not as important as that. All right. Boomer and Geo and Jerry in for Boomer on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Paul Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got CeeLo with us this morning because Boomer is out in Vegas. Bowl's greatest commercials. What's going on, Chris? Good morning. We are brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. So let me start by uh, reminding everyone of this from Geo yesterday morning, and you'll see why it applies in a second. So think about this. Yeah. And you've got the Hornets. It's a back-to-back with travel. Yeah. Ananobi's been playing big minutes. The the uh, NBA gets teams get penalized for resting guys yeah. these days for just like resting. I think they gave him an elbow injury for a night, and you're going to see him tonight. That's what I think. So this was just take a load off your feet spot? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Take a load off spot. You might be. <laughs> feet up day. Yeah. Yeah, not so much. Or maybe the Knicks heard you, and they were just trying to stick it to you a little bit. No, because, I, uh, listen, you know, man, this is what I get for trying to be positive. <laughs> I was thinking he wasn't really hurt, and he'd be back playing, and they were just trying to rest the guy and do something smart, and it turned out that he actually is dealing with something. Yeah, <laughs> no Ananobi again last night. Obviously, no Julius Randle. And playing the second of a back-to-back, the Knicks would take care of business at the Garden. Steven Chenzo again! Another three-pointer! Tonight, isolating, devastating that time in the corner. Mike Breen and Clyde Frazier on MSG uh, showing off the range was the 30 feet out. Yes. Uh, He had nine threes, 33 points, 19 in the first half, which was a new career high. Jalen Brunson, 29 points and nine assists. And Josh Hart had the 10 10 10 triple double, first triple double of his career as the Knicks extended their winning streak to eight. They beat the Jazz 118 103 for head coach Tom Thibodeau. Our guys are playing hard. They're defending, they're rebounding, they're sharing the ball, they're playing smart, and they're playing tough. And uh, I think that goes a long way. They're bringing the best out of each other, but we still got a long way to go. Here was Brunson. Obviously, the team's still getting it done, missing some key pieces right now. It's a collective effort. And now we have got a couple guys out, and so it's not just going to be one guy. It's going to be all everyone just stepping up and um, be the right personnel and the right mindset to do that. So, um, I mean, everyone's pitching in, and um, most importantly, we're winning. A lot of winning, up to 31-17, and 17, third place in the East, game and a half behind the Bucks, And for the first time since 1994, the Knicks recorded oh. 14 wins in a single oh. Month. So there you go. What happened that year? Drawing yeah. comparisons. Yes. They ripped our hearts out in the front. <laughs> <laughs> At least that did happen. Right? Uh, and the last four <laughs> of those 14 wins have come by a double-digit margin. So they've been winning comfortably, and they will kick off the month of February you know, by hosting the Pacers tomorrow. So I, I had a, uh, I had a math. So I was in sixth grade in 1994, and I had this math teacher, Mr. Huey, who was a huge Knicks fan. <clears throat> And I had an NBA Finals shirt that was like a commemorative shirt. Not just for when the Finals started. Yeah. Knicks, Rockets, the date, whatever. And I remember wearing it after the Knicks had lost, mm-hmm. like maybe a month or two mm-hmm. later. I, I'm in sixth freaking grade, right? <laughs> and he legitimately got mad and yelled at me. 
He's like, how could you do that? How could you wear that? He's like, I was just getting over this, and now I'm going to see that? And I was like, oh, my God. That was the Sounds fine like education I got there at South Country School District at Is Delport he, uh, Middle School. Still with us? I have no idea. Mr. Huey? Glenn Huey. I don't know if he's still. I don't 30 know. years ago? Yeah. Yeah, 30 years ago. He was probably, yeah, he's got to be in his 70s now, I would think. Yeah. But did, he was legit mad. Did you go home and set fire to that shirt after getting no. it reamed out? No, 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 no. Right. No, no, no. I just, I I, I kind of wanted to wear it again the next day. Because <laughs> I knew it made him upset. Stick it to him. <laughs> yeah. uh, you got mm. Kevin Durant's return to Barclays Center tonight as the Suns visit the Nets. We've got pregame on the fan at 820. We'll see what comes of all the video Nothing tribute chatter. Should, uh, why? And, like, well, what is, I don't understand right. this whole notion with video tributes for guys who did nothing for you. Just because he played here, they won one mm. series. Who cares? Move yeah, on. I don't get it either. Uh, I've never, like, I, mean, I get if you played 10 years somewhere and the, the fan base just loved you and you made your life here. He had a cup of coffee here yeah. and then walked out on them. Yeah. I mean, screw the him. <clears throat> the worst one ever was the Max Scherzer tribute video. I, I don't I don't understand. He was even uncomfortable with that. Yeah, I mean, that was bad. I mean, all it's just I think that the player empowerment days here, like the, the owner and the front office are in love with the superstar. So they let's love so, it. And even when that superstar screws you, right? They love the fact that they had a relationship with that superstar. So to, so to recap, they can stomp on your face and kick you on the way out the door, and then we're going to blow them kisses when they come back. Basically, yeah, because nobody. I mean, everybody's pathetic. Such a joke. Well, yeah. you read the quotes, I'm sure, from Durant that he doesn't want one. Good. There you go. One. You got your out. Don't I give him anything. I did enjoy though that he was tweeting people about it about you know 30 minutes before the Suns tipped off their game Sunday. Did you follow all that? No. Okay. You didn't see this? No, I unfollowed him All after right. he got he traded. He was engaging with people and going back, and they're like, dude, you got a game in 30 minutes. Like, What, what are we doing here? And then they that lost doesn't mean lost anything. that game on Sunday as well. That means nothing. All right, well, I thought it was interesting. Here's he what did, you do. Uh, you know, at forward, Kevin Durant. That's it. Mm-hmm. PA announcer. Teams don't do that. That's though. all you do. just gave one to Aaron Hicks, right? And then he got booed. Yeah. How about the They're paying Vegas $18 million Knights. Knights. this year I think this year was him. more tongue-in-cheek, but the Vegas Golden Knights gave one to Jonathan Quick, who was traded there last year and basically didn't play in the playoffs. Mid, you know, he was a trade deadline. And the whole thing's silly. Well, that's my point. Stupid. You can give Kyrie Irving one too. Maybe. Has he been back? I guess he has been. Right? Has Dallas come in already? Didn't they already do that? Did he actually play though? <laughs> I, don't know. I, don't I don't remember. Really. All right. Elsewhere, Warriors. James Harden video coming. Oh. <laughs> it was funny break. before the other night they gave uh, Ben Simmons a tribute, but he was still on the team <laughs> when he came. Back. By the way, I don't know if you caught this yesterday. This is hilarious. So all the post game stuff with the Nets. Oh my God, what a difference maker is! He's on the floor. We running. We can score. We're and he's up there, man. Guys, it's go time. And then it comes out yesterday, Ben Simmons for Phoenix. Probable knee contusion. Yeah. What? I saw that. What knee contusion? You played 18 minutes and you were on a minutes restriction. <laughs> knee contusion. Ben Simmons, full of bleep. <laughs> Injury report. Questionable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God. Warriors beat the Sixers 119-107. Joel Embiid was questionable for that game after missing the prior few with a sore knee. Ended up playing, but then got hurt late in the fourth quarter with what head coach Nick Nurse called an unrelated knee injury. So he's headed for an MRI to take a look at that. Uh Yep, a little over a week removed, of course, from that 70-point game against the Spurs. And then you've got the Lakers. They lose to the Hawks in Atlanta 138-122, and LeBron has had uh, just about enough. He could, on any given night, beat any team in the NBA. And then on any given night, we get our ass kicked by him. <laughs> What's our record? 
One, one game under 500, that's what we've seen. Under 500? One game under 500. Yeah, what, 24, 25? Never be a mess. You get LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They should not be an under 500 <clears throat> team. I mean, I know I focus on weird stuff sometimes, but that reporters say one game or under 500 is what we're seeing. That's what I thought I think, he said. I think what we're saying maybe it probably oh, had to do with the, the like lead into the original right question. Is... I think it was what we were saying. Yeah, okay. I and then you. someone asked to follow up about the games they have ahead and what's his message to his team. And he said he didn't have one. And then he paused to kind of collect his thoughts and sounded like he was going to add something. And the PR staffer said, that's it, mm. you know, ended the session. And LeBron said he appreciated that because he thought that he might say something that he shouldn't have. Yeah. Now, that was post-game locker room, obviously. Their next game is Thursday in Boston, so I don't know if they traveled last night or stayed in Atlanta, but I can tell you that LeBron tweeted at 2.26 this morning, our time, and it was simply an hourglass emoji. So he's kind of going through it right now with his career, the Lakers, yeah. their struggles. I mean, so. Is he really? I'm just telling you what he, how he feels about it. A ton of championships, a ton of MVPs, yeah. a scoring record. He's not going through He's anything. not happy. Well, so it seems he's like he is. fine. He'll fine. be fine. Okay. I mean, for God's sakes, he's a billionaire. Yeah. Going still through a it. Still a competitor, though. Yeah. And I losing mean, games they probably shouldn't lose. Going through it. I'm trying to think of a guy in sports who's actually going through it right now. <laughs> like Dan Campbell's going through it. Yes. Yes. I would agree with 100%. that. LeBron James. Hell. I mean, it's a mm, he's, not a, he's not accustomed to this, though. Yeah. He's a Mount Rushmore guy, right? He's not happy. Tom Brady making the rounds yesterday, including the McAfee show, looking ahead to life as a broadcaster and in the this media. This was odd. Are you going to talk about, the, are you going to play the Greg Olson clip? Um, I was going to play the clip about what he's been doing uh, behind Mark. the scenes to prep. Sounds good. We do have Greg Olson. I'm going to sprinkle it. Yeah, yeah, the I got you. Morning, you know? yep. So yes, prepping to begin his Fox analyst gig next season. And as you guys, I think, alluded to, I don't know if it was yesterday or Monday, uh, how you thought he was probably... Doing some work yeah, behind Boomer the said that yep. quietly. Well, that is indeed the case. I've been out to Fox Studios a few times and done some some really dry runs with Kevin, who is tremendous at what he does. I'm super excited to join an amazing team, um, Rich Russo, Rich Russo and Richie Zions. Um, you know, we we talked a lot about football. We talked a lot about how I see the game. So that process yeah. already underway. He did say yeah, the best part of this is All right. Tom Brady needs Kevin Burkhart. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> think about true. that for a yeah. second. It's a great point. Kind of like, like A-Rod at one point needed yes, Kevin Burkhart to too. guide him through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, wow. I love this whole Tom Brady's in the lab prepping. I mean, every time we see him on Instagram, he's on a yacht or he's spotted <laughs> with that Russian supermodel <laughs> taking her out yeah. to dinner and then going to pound town afterwards. <laughs> I think he's sitting around watching film. No, he's not. He's enjoying but his I, life. But I do think he's doing, as he said, he's doing these few, mock yeah. games. Yeah, at least a few. Obviously. I don't know why these. I don't understand why he's doing this. I understand it's a lot of money, he's, and he loves money. He's got a lot of money already. I just why would you go through this? Everybody's going to hate you. That's just that's what you're you're stepping into a situation where all the executives there are going to kiss your ass, but the entire viewing public is going to hate your guts no matter what happens. <laughs> it's possible, possible, likely. It could also be John Madden. I mean. He's not going to be. I don't think so either, but until we see it, we don't know. I think he'll be better than people think, but nobody's going to like him. I mean, like just like Greg Olson, people don't really like Greg Olson calling games. They just root for him because Tom Brady's coming in to kick him (laughs) out of the the underdog. That's why. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's just so unfair to Greg Olson because a big bad Tom Brady's going to come in and take his job. 
Just like what people didn't really care back in the day that Ian Eagle was getting kicked out of that uh, Nets job. They just didn't like the fact that, that Marv <laughs> Albert came in and kicked him out. <laughs> yes! I mean, and Ian's an all-time great, but he nobody is. gave a crap about the Nets TV job <laughs> up until that happened. It's just people don't like that. Let me, all kidding aside, if I asked you right now, like, who are the good, not average, not mediocre, who are the analysts and no one makes you watch a game? Oh, by the way, yeah, it's yeah. the game that makes you watch the game. But who are the really good analysts right there? Because they all get ripped to shreds. No, I think I think Troy is by far the best. I think okay. Troy, the way he does the game, is phenomenal. And a guy that I and he gets more run now on social media than than on TV because I don't even think he calls many games on TV anymore. I always thought that Brian Baldinger was yeah. very very good at those. He well, he works for Compass Media Networks now. Yeah, he does he, radio. He should be in one of these booths. I don't understand. He would the always. Players like him a lot too. I mean, I I would I and I'm not just trying to pump him up. I got no relationship with the guy. But when I would watch those games, he would deliver things in a way that was understandable and gave me a perspective I didn't mm-hmm. have better than probably most any other broadcaster. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think he's so good on social media. Is he does these boldies breaks breakdowns yes. for people to digest it in a way that makes sense. So I think he's very good. There's got there's, there's some people I think are just absolutely horrendous, but those are two guys right there for you. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I was gonna, I was going to say Aikman and Vilma. I actually like Vilma. I think he does a good job. The yeah. other guys to me, they're all I could take them or leave them. I'm not saying they're good. I'm not saying they're bad. Yeah, they're there. They I think are. Olsen's fine. He's, he's, he's kind fine. of in that mix too. And I think Brady will fall right in line. Well, I mean, here so you got Troy on this level, the the best level. Mm-hmm. Then you got Olsen, who is now getting pumped up by Brady knocking him out, and then everybody hates Romo. So like that's that's you know, true. Like so that's why it's just I don't know. And Romo was up here. That's another reason why Olsen gets pumped up is people are comparing him to Romo, is because Romo's just we know is lost. Yeah, <laughs> at times <laughs> seems Most that times, way. That's yeah. my guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love. And Tony he was Romo. great in the beginning. He was just it was tremendous. I but, don't know what happened. Well, he was, again, right off the field, knew the players, knew the game, knew the schemes. Things change. Yeah, yep. true. Well, uh, not changing are the offensive coordinators in Detroit and in Houston. Ben Johnson decides to stay with the Lions despite the interest from the Commanders and the Seahawks. And Bobby Slowick in Houston gets himself a new deal and apparently a fat raise to stay with uh, C.J. Stroud and the Texans. No, and we have to go, so last oh, thing. All right, uh, Arthur Smith is your, your new offensive coordinator with the Steelers. There all you right. go. Very good, Seal. Thank you. It's Boomerang Get Geo out. coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough <laughs> Studio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So I was driving around yesterday, and I'm not usually in the car at this time, so I don't catch Evan and Tiki and Sean live all that much. I'll, I'll go back and listen on the Odyssey app, or I will watch the videos that are posted. So Sean is in there, and he's talking about O's the Mentalist, and it's O's, not Oz. And he's talking about O's, who's coming in tomorrow, by the way. I'm looking forward to this. And I, we have no previous relationship with O's. I'm not here to defend him because I know him or he's going to be a guest. This has nothing to do with that. But I was getting so angry listening to Sean talk about O's and Jets training camp and this McColl Hardman Super Bowl thing that happened. Now, first off, a couple of things. I will preface a couple of things so people understand. One, this was not a Sean Morash, I'm going to throw some crazy hot take out there to annoy the audience. Okay, You know how he does a lot of that? We'll be like, I don't uh, take your word for it. I don't understand the big deal with Arthur Ashe anyway. You know, something like that. <laughs> like, he'll do that. And, oh, my God, you fat idiot. People go crazy. He knows what he's doing. And Spike sort of fans the flames with that. And we know that's a thing. All right. I believe, knowing Sean for a long time, I believe he was legitimately angry with this whole thing. So I'll bring you back to Jets training camp on Hard Knocks. One of the things that O's the Mentalist did was call up McCole Hardman, who was on the Jets at the time, and he performed this bit where he read McCole Hardman's mind and said, give me the two teams in the Super Bowl and give me a score. Just think about it. Think about mm-hmm. it. And then he said what it was, and then always turned it around, and he had Jets 49ers 31-21. Okay. So then O's the Mentalist goes back because now McCole Hardman is on the Chiefs. He goes back, retweets the bit on his social media account and goes, I guess McCole Hardman was seeing into the future, saw his own future. So this annoys Sean, which is amazing to me because the king of self-promotion who puts out his stuff on social media to get more attention is now mad that someone else is doing (laughs) that. So we got a couple of calls when McCole Hardman got traded and when the Jets fell completely out of it. Of people saying the same thing Sean was saying yesterday, which is like this very narrow, they can't figure it out because they're just not smart enough. So they would call up and say that, oh, I guess that owes the mentalist is a fraud because the Super Bowl is going to be the Jets and the 49ers. And I said to them, like I will say to Sean and say to Evan, who didn't catch this yesterday either, with his stinky beard, <laughs> that the bit was not who is going to be in the Super Bowl. The bit was not, I'm going to tell you the future and who is in the Super Bowl. The bit was, I'm going to read McCole Hardman's mind. So when Sean's going over there, go, take a lap of the mentalist. You were wrong. Take a lap of the mentalist. There's a freak of guys on put on me. Get out of here. Take a lap of the mentalist. When he's saying this, and he's going, you're wrong. He wasn't wrong. He read McCall Hardman's mind. That is what McCall Hardman said the Super Bowl was going to be. That was the bit. So he was right about that. But the Super Bowl didn't end up that way. We know that. But that wasn't the bit. That's what he was thinking. Ah! That was driving me crazy. <laughs> and then I've seen people like the, the videos out there. The people are Sean's not wrong about this. Yes, he is! I mean, I couldn't believe it. So you're going to have Sean come in tomorrow morning for this? 
No. I'm joking. No, I don't even know if he knows that he's coming in. Oh, I thought that's how it got started. I, okay. No, I don't. Th- no, it got started because this those the mentalist put out the McCole Hardman tweet and he ended up seeing it mm. and he quote tweeted it. But I'm like, here's how O's would have been wrong. If McCole Hardman said, I've got the Chiefs and I've got the Packers in the Super Bowl and the score is 40 to 10. And then O's turns around and has Jets, Chiefs, 31-21. Yeah, That's that what would O's be wrong. wrong. That would be wrong. But he said, I got the Jets, 31. I got the 49ers, 21. O's turned around, bang, there. And had it. Now, I don't think that this guy is a sorcerer. I don't I'm think he's curious got, to find out tomorrow. I don't think he's got powers that I, other humans don't have. I think he's very, very good at what he does. Mm. But... I just, like like I said, I'm not out here to defend him and say that he's magical. But just understand the bit. Understand what he's doing. Say, you're wrong. You were wrong. You were wrong. No, he was right. <laughs> it was so obvious. Why didn't you call in and yell at him? If you were because listening I'm to it, Al calls in. I can do it here. I, yeah, true. That <laughs> is true. Why. But I like when Al calls in and corrects them on things, which has happened from time to time to time. I did. It crossed my mind, but... You said the two words that made me stop doing it. Al Dukes. <laughs> you don't want to be like Al? I could not get so worked up mm. when I'm not on the air about something that they are saying enough to call in. Fair enough. I had to be like, I can't do that, man. Let me just go home. Would have been entertaining. Go home and whatever. So I don't know. I mean, it, it would be... I don't know if he'll come in early or not, but it would be fun with Sean just trashing this always the mentalist and then like... You know, always pulls like a a buffalo wing out of Sean's ass or something. You know, <laughs> like, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> yes. It, the only thing I would say is I don't want to make this about Sean. I'm looking forward to this tomorrow. That is true. Yeah, and I'm like, screw him. Like, screw, you, screw I him. agree. As you know, I'm not a believer in this stuff. No, nobody. This is. might make me a believer. No, no, no. He, he's this just might. He's just really, really good at what he does. Obviously, he's I know not a sorcerer, but I've seen too many of them, and you see the reaction of the players when he's done it. It makes me think, maybe there is something there. I'm telling you, if he can pick our brain tomorrow, um, gee, I could be straddling the line. Really? I could be. Yes, if he comes up with stuff that only I know or things that only you know, like what would the explanation be? And I don't believe in this stuff, but I got to tell you, he makes me think. He makes me think. Yeah, we will, we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Are, are there any videos out there of him getting stuff wrong? I don't know. I have not seen that. But he's taking a chance because it's live TV here tomorrow, live radio. He's taking a chance. Right. All those other things were, you know, done to tape. So you could have made the case that they edited something out. Wasn't there a guy out like uh, came in here, totally blew one of those things? Remember that guy was like Shlomo or something? Shlomo. Oh, yeah. Shlomo the magician. He came in here and totally. He bombed. Bombed. Really? Yeah. Like, so bad, to the point where we're like, okay, Shlomo, we're going <laughs> to get to a sports minute. We get appreciate out. your time. I don't remember that. He was so nervous. He was, like, shaking. And yep. he was here in the building to do, just to do different tricks for, like, social media stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think Izzo brought him in. And then we brought him in live, and he just barfed all over himself. <laughs> I was like, that's that? unfortunate. I was like, <laughs> I was like, was that the magic? Damn. You puking all over yourself? <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, because there are even just ma- magicians that you feel like you can explain it. This guy, I feel like it's not explained. Like, that to me is the difference. A magician, I kind of understand. The illusions, okay, whatever. This is different, though. Like re- getting inside your head. Like what type of. 
The only explanation would be he right now is re- is researching us as much as he possibly can online. But even that, there's stuff that's not known. All right, quick break. Tell Mike and Bayville to hang on because I'm interested in why he's asking us this question. So I will get to that okay. on the other side. He's got an interesting question for us, and also one more thing on uh, Owes the Mentalist. Something yeah. that I watched. There was a very there was a non-believer that I saw him almost convert to a believer on one of the bits that he did. I'll explain that next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 